0: Welcome to this special episode of the Factor 8 podcast. I'm Jason Evans and this is Factor 8. Well, it's certainly been busy times and they're only going to get even busier. I'm sure that uh, for people that listen to this podcast that, you know, are with us every step of the way, um, we'll be aware that this is going on. But next week, we have a lot of activity going on. The first thing to mention is on Tuesday, the 5th of December, Factor 8, are holding a Westminster Action Day. And that basically comprises of a marching protest during which we will visit the Treasury, the Department of Health, the Cabinet Office and we'll then also be heading to Downing Street where we've got uh, permission to hand deliver letters to both Number 10 and Number 11 Downing Street. And in in delivering those letters to Downing Street we have secured the support of uh, quite a number of Of MPs now, and that's both Conservative and Labour MPs that will be attending with us in Downing Street to call on the government to enact the final compensation recommendations of the infected blood inquiry before, that's the key part, isn't it? Before the final report, which is due in March of 2024. Now, in addition to all of that, and I'll speak a bit more about the day and what to expect in a moment. MP Diana Johnson, who, you know, as always, is is such a uh, an awesome uh, and consistent supporter of our cause. She has tabled amendments to something called the Victims and Prisoners Bill. So this is a proposed piece of legislation in Parliament, and like uh, most pieces of legislation in Parliament, um, members MPs can propose amendments, changes, clauses to that proposed legislation, which is what has happened here. Now, the amendments that Diana Johnson has put forward would effectively uh, bring into legislation that the government must uh, establish a compensation body and do so within three months of that legislation being passed and for interim payments to be made within one month, and what we need to do is to get as many MPs as possible to support and sign those amendments. I'm sure people listening to this, many of you will have already have done that, and if you haven't, this is the time where it's important to please, please act, please take action. If only this small piece of action, you can visit the Factor 8 website, factor8scandal.uk and you'll see on there that at the time of this podcast at least, the most recent news story uh, is is about those proposed amendments and you will find a template letter that you can send to your MP asking them to sign and support those amendments. There's a link to the amendment paper and it cites the specific clauses in there that they need to support so please do that don't delay do it today if you can because um if those amendments are selected which i believe is a matter for the speaker um then that amendment would be debated on monday the 4th of december so the day before the westminster action day But the crucial point is, one of the factors that would encourage the Speaker to select that amendment for debate is how much support it has. That's one of the factors. And so, the thing that we can help with is getting as many MPs as possible to support those amendments. Super, super, super important. Um, And it's really you know, let's be honest, these two things combined, these are our best and last shots of 2023 at getting action. And realistically, coming into the new year with the final report coming in March 2024, although obviously we'll still be pushing for action before the final report, this feels really like like the moment. And it's worth, I guess, recapping recent events in Parliament We have a new paymaster general, John Glenn. Jeremy Quinn is no longer the paymaster general. We have a new chief secretary at the treasury in Laura Trott. I'm going off the top of my head here. And interestingly, the new paymaster general is the former chief secretary to the treasury. There were a number of other ministerial changes in the reshuffle. I'm not going to go through them all. Uh, Those two in particular are perhaps the most relevant to Infected Blood Compensation, the Infected Blood Inquiry. And so I mentioned them here. John Glenn was quizzed uh, by a number of MPs last week in Parliament. There were lots of questions put to him, I think maybe seven, eight questions. Um, If you visit the Factor 8 YouTube channel, You'll be able to see a video, a uh, compilation of those questions that were put to him. It was much of the sort of spiel that we're used to. However, I think there were elements of what John Glenn said where he seemed to be much more forthcoming than uh, we've perhaps had in the past. And I think that was picked on certainly by uh, a number of people that I've spoken to in recent days and recent weeks. For example, he said that there was not yet collective agreement in terms of bringing forward conversation. There was a question about the interim payments in which he responded by saying it was his ambition, uh, his goal to gain collective agreement in regards to that question before Christmas Um, was certainly the wide interpretation that was taken from the answer and I mean, that's interesting. Just to hear a minister say, this is what I want to do, this is my ambition, and this is when I want to achieve it by, that's something we haven't had before. I think a lot of ministers um, haven't quite got it in them to commit themselves to something like that, probably through fear of failure of not achieving it. But uh, personally, I think being open about your goals and what you want to achieve is a good thing. I think it makes you more likely to achieve. I mean, just like with Factor 8, you go on our website, we've got the section, the goals section, the four things that we want to achieve. The truth, compensation, liability, a memorial funded by central government, a national memorial funded by central government. And by posting those goals up there and being open about them, I think it makes us more likely not only to achieve them, but to always bear them in mind and stick to them. And then when someone comes to you and says, what are you about? What are you trying to do? Why are you doing this? Why are you taking this action? I always can point them to that set of goals and say that anything I do, anything we do as factor eight is to achieve that. And that's all that's important. Anyway. Bringing it back to the minister. To have someone say that, it's for, But ultimately, we actually need this thing to happen. I know, I sense it, I hear it every day. The frustration that exists because of how long this is dragging out. And in particular, I, I you know, I, I feel it from everyone that we've... <laughs> if you go back before the inquiry was announced, you know, the, the, the line from government was always, nothing to see here, nothing bad happened. Uh, if you want compensation, you got to prove we did something wrong. We go years and years and years through the inquiry. It's obvious to all the Department of Health have accepted things happen that should not have happened. The inquiry has said that there was wrongs on the collective systemic, but, you know. I could go through the whole thing. But the point is, We've done, we've, you know, gone through this whole process for years and years to do basically what was asked of us, prove it, prove it. Well, we've proved it. And now the state must deliver on what we were asked to do because we've done it. And so I sense the frustration from people that having done that, We're still fighting, having to do the thing we were doing before, even though we've done what we were asked to do, which was prove it. We've proved it. But look, all that being said, if there's any cause for optimism, which I know can be in short supply at times, it feels like we're close to the finish line. It was never going to be straightforward getting it over the finish line it would be lovely to think it was going to be a straight path to success I think certainly when we put forward the compensation framework proposal personally I was under no illusion that even if we convinced them to do that compensation framework exercise which I'll be honest almost nobody believed would happen in itself those who were around at the time will remember many people actively campaigned even against the very idea of that proposal for numerous reasons, which we won't go into. But the point I'm making is it happened. And at the time, I don't think I was under any illusion that even if it happened, even if it delivered what we wanted it to deliver, to deliver which I think it did, it was never going to be straightforward and easy. To actually make it happen. But we're close. We're very close. So people listening to this who, you know, maybe are very stressed out, very frustrated with the government's resistance to acting before the final report. Don't give up. Keep fighting with us. We are close. I do truly believe now more than ever that we are going to get there. But as ever, it's never going to be easy. So keep pushing, keep fighting. And most importantly, to return <laughs> to the main two actions uh, that I'd like to get across today, please get your MP to support those amendments in the Victims and Prisoners Bill for Infected Blood Compensation. See our website, factoryscandal.uk for the template for your MP. And if you can make it to London, if it's possible for you to make it to London on Tuesday, the 5th of December, we'll be meeting from noon in Whitehall. Again, full details on our website. There's a separate post for that. If you've never been to the inquiry, if you've never been to any event connected to this, if you've never met anyone from the infected blood scandal community before, Do not be put off from attending. Come and say hello. Meet people in person. It's not good to only interact through the internet on this issue. Believe me. Um, Meeting people in person helps. It's crucial. There's a community. And I can assure you that at one stage in time, everybody was in a position of having never met others impacted by this and certainly not others from across the country and you will find a very welcoming community and within less than a few minutes you'll forget that you were ever concerned um, about the anxieties of you know not not having met people before it's an extremely welcoming group um of people that we have in factor eight and if you can make it we hope to see you there next week big week good luck everybody have a good weekend because yeah next week's gonna be interesting i'm jason evans this is factor eight i'm jason evans and this is factor eight